listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? This is Derek. Hey, what's up guys? It's JK3. So today we have our uh, first member in the Down by the Bank Hall of Fame. He was uh, selected many years ago because he's been on the podcast every year since 2016, which is incredible. And he gave us instant street cred way back in the day, which was really great because you were like on one of the first episodes, which I can't even still believe you even agreed to do that. But uh, he covers Jags for ESPN's NFL Nation, and that is Mike DiRocco. Welcome. Hey, guys. Am I also the only member of the Hall of Fame there or just the first? Um, <laughs> you're exactly. the only right now. You're really the only. We will I say that you are the things. only. You are the only person that gets actually paid to cover the Jags and report good findings. So, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. But thanks for having me, guys. I love doing it. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy yeah. it every year. Thanks. We appreciate that. Well, just to start out, because it's, it's a little funny, I think it was less than a year ago that you were on with us and you were, you know, chatting about, you know, the transition uh, to Urban Meyer and sort of what that was going to look like. And we were talking about predictions and getting ready. Ugh. And that was less than a year ago. And so now it's a completely different situation with Doug Peterson. And so I guess uh, not to be redundant year after year, but that's how it's been. Uh, what's your expectations with Doug and, and what's it been like going from urban to Doug in terms of covering the team? Uh, well, I'll say this. Um, I, you know, I speak to a lot of people inside the organization and my question to the people uh, whenever I see them for the first time after the, the coaching change was, Hey, let's just assume that the atmosphere inside the building um, with urban was like an 11 or excuse me, a two or, or a one. You know, the attitude, the atmosphere, how everybody was getting along in the building. I said, what is it now with Doug? And they're like, oh, it's a nine or a ten. It's not even wow. close. So okay. there's a lot of uh, everybody feels much better in there. People are smiling more. People are talking, you know, to other departments more before there was a little bit more of a division. Um, so I, I kind of pick up on that or we all pick up on that when we talk to people, obviously with the Jags. But with from my standpoint, you know, it's it's great to ask a question and get an answer other than, well, I don't know. I'll get back with you on that. Or <laughs> you have to ask the running backs coach. Um, or I, I, I don't know. Um, you know, I'll do a deep dive and then get back to you type of thing. Uh, so deep dive. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you just kind of get the feeling that there's, uh, I guess, more legitimacy to what's going on down there. And they have a feeling that like, one guy isn't there and the other guy is just trying to keep his head above water. And you get a feeling that there's some actual NFL preparations going on. And, you know, you've got a staff that's experienced and the players, you know, they've only been back for a couple of weeks doing just uh, conditioning stuff. They can go on the field starting next week. Um, but you get a sense that these guys kind of feel like, okay, we're an NFL team again. We know where we're going. We have a plan. It must be nice to finally get back to that for these guys. Yeah. What do you think about that, JK3? Professionalism, good energy, no kicking of other players. I mean, is that uh, is that good? Uh, you know, we're, we're trending in the right direction, and hopefully we can just get some wins now. 
Uh, I, I mean, I just I think this team is just thirsty. Uh, I think the city's thirsty. The fans thirsty for just for just wins. And I think that Doug's going to have a really, um, you know, not not necessarily a cakewalk, but it's not Philly. You know, we don't we, we've got guys like Mike DiRocco here in Jacksonville, you know, some 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 good wholesome guys <laughs> here they're they're not gonna run him off you know what I mean so I think that you know we just gotta get we just gotta get some W's man I mean whatever it takes for the team to turn it around um you know I think everything's moving in the positive direction but the, the hardest part for me being a Jaguars fan is not drinking the teal Kool-Aid and I'm telling you man I'm already I'm already like I've already had a sip because I've reserved my tickets for the draft party next week so there I'm already, <laughs> I've already had a sip. I'm already, you know, I'm, I've already said I'm not going to drink it. And here it is. Look at me going on a Thursday night, probably going to spend way more money than I want to. Might, may buy a new golf polo. Hell, might, may buy the new hat too while I'm there, you know? So I, I guess if you already admit it, it's not like as bad, right? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Thank well, you for I mean, making like, me feel that. time of year that you're all, I mean, to feel that emotion or to feel that energy and to feel like, Maybe this time it is different. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's, I mean, and it's exciting this time of year. And let's be honest, man, they need you guys. They need yeah. fans like you. I mean, not for the money reason or whatever, but they need you guys. And it's the fact that you're still willing to do that, all you guys, after getting smacked around in the head for the last decade by this franchise, <laughs> you guys deserve a hell of a lot. I mean, maybe some discounts at Arby's or something. <laughs> yeah. There, you're, there, now there you're talking. A, there was a, there was a tweet about a year or so ago that, you know, it's an old saying when you're in school, punks jump up to get beat down. He's like, that's the Jags fan base right there. That's the Jags fan base. It, it is silly as it sounded. I was like, he's right. <laughs> we do catch a beat down. We, get, we, we jump up every draft season to get our hopes up. And then here it come crashing down by not even by it's by October, Mike, by October. Season's not even half over. We're already just like, oh, God. My favorite line has been that this franchise always seems to be out of playoff contention before I buy Halloween candy. That is just (laughs) – that is, and that's like all I want is like get to Halloween and still be a team that could make the playoffs. Still be mathematically possible. (laughs) Right. I I think Jags fans would – at the way things have gone, I think Jags fans, you guys would probably be extremely happy in 2022 if you guys were in mid-November still alive. Not like yeah. just like by a mathematical formula, but legitimately still alive for a playoff spot. Sure. So um, with, with everything that's going on with Doug and, uh, you know, the the it, it looks like him and Trent um, are putting a little bit more face time, um, you know, putting a little bit more effort into you know, making themselves available to you guys in the media. <laughs> Uh, the presser today, um, you know, it, it looked pretty much what we would see from from Trent not really trying to show his poker hand, um, you know, really, you know, not trying to show what he can give up. But he did say that there are four guys they feel about they feel good about at number one. I don't know if I feel good about them feeling good about four guys at number one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Depends on who the four are, though, right? <laughs> I mean, that's just too many. I mean, in, in my opinion, from a, from a numbers game, you got four guys, you got a twenty five percent chance on hitting, and I don't like that at all. So, like, what are, what are your what are your thoughts there? Um, you know, how how do you how how are your thoughts today at the at the at the stadium? Uh, and then, I mean, four guys, elaborate a little bit on that for me. Yeah, no, I mean, I, the, the nothing surprising today out of the the, the pre draft press conference. Those things are always 
Um, everybody is trying to find a tell or they're listening to, to you know, hey, w- when he said it this way, um, did, did it mean this? Was he sending a message? Um, you know, to me, one of the more interesting things was, um, you know, he said, I think I asked him about Cam Robinson and the, the contract and whether they're, where they're going. And he basically said, hey, look, don't don't think oh, offensive tackle is out of the question there at one, which to me, I'm looking at that and I'm going, well, that means there's no way in hell they're taking an offensive tackle. You know, that's mm-hmm. the kind of stuff that you try and read into. And it's usually wrong anyway. But, um, you know, if, if we're going to go based on the four, I, I think we would all probably agree it's the two offensive tackles, um, Trevon Walker from Georgia and then Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. Right. Um, those would probably be the four I think we'd all agree on. And, you know, the, the rumors out there that Doug Peterson wants a tackle and, and Trent Balky wants uh, Walker. But, you know, those are the rumors at this point. And, and once April begins in draft season, I sort of kind of my philosophy is believe about a quarter of what you hear and read. But, you know, for, if there's a report out there that so-and-so prefers this guy, I just take that with a grain of salt. I mean, nothing gets out this time of year unless someone wants it out, and they always have an ulterior motive at this time of year. So, you know, I don't necessarily believe, like I said, maybe a quarter of what I hear. But, you know, I think if it were those four guys, I think that's the most logical group of guys for them to choose from at number one. And then the question becomes – Okay, are you really truly interested in taking and getting Cam Robinson signed to a three or four or five year deal? Because if you're truly interested in doing that, then taking an offensive tackle at one doesn't make sense. Even though you're going to play him at guard for one year, you know, we can talk about the offensive line stuff later and, and, you know, the, the new offensive line coach, because that's part of this as well. But to me, it would just seem if you really want to sign Cam Robinson that left tackle and have him be your left tackle for three or four or five more years, then go get yourself the pass rusher because you're playing in a conference that has Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes and, um, you know, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, and I'm probably missing for, you know, Joe Burrow. I mean, that's, that's the guys that you've got to beat and you really don't rush the passer very well. Just 50 sacks the last two years, which is fewer than any team other than the jets. So Go get the pass rusher, whether it's Hutchinson or Walker. I, I think Hutchins is probably the safer pick. Um, and then start building your defense around that guy. You know, when you Mike, when you look at the the thing we're going into the, you know, the that first pick in the four guys and just the unsure, you know, they look unsure. Um, you mentioned you know, four of the, you know, 25% truth, which which is it? You know, and mm-hmm. me me personally, I don't dislike Aiden Hutchinson, but I just don't know. Like, it's just, there's no guy. Plus, I think there's, you know, probably Harbaugh's probably in Hutchinson's ear. Like, yeah, the GM down there is a jerk, you know, so make sure you watch that. Okay. You know, that's a rumor that flew around, but I'd be, I put money on that Harbaugh said that to him. But anyway, my, my, my point is like, there's a lot of talent. So you really can't, if you do swing and miss, if you whiff this pick, this is this that that would be a massive, massive setback for us as a team. Oh, without a doubt. It just we, we have to hit this pick. So well, that's you, why. Oh, good. Sorry. No, oh, no, it's okay. It's just and 
you just don't know, like, you know, whether it's Walker in Georgia, because Georgia has such a complex defense. They run such a complex three, four hybrid four, three. It's, it's more of like a three, four that turns into like a four, two, five. And they do some funky stuff with the safety and bring them down in the box and turn them into a linebacker. So, you know, you could use that experience or if you just want a solid beast like Hutchinson is. It's, so I'm leaning towards the D line too, because they franchise tagged uh, Cam Robinson, but a bookend tackle, how often do those come along in the draft? Once every couple of years, three or four years? Right. It, that, that's And that's the debate. But I'll ask you this. We're just going to assume it's one of those four guys, right? So what's mm-hmm. the safest pick there? Because this team can't miss. You hit it. They can't blow this pick. They can't. They cannot blow this pick. You've blown pick after pick after pick after pick if you're the Jags. Okay? And you go back and look at the first-round guys and the guys that didn't make it to the end of their rookie contract. I mean, it's, I mean, look at CJ Henderson. He was your ninth pick two years ago and he's probably not going to be in the league uh, by the end of the season. So you can't blow this pick. And it seems like Aiden Hutchinson is probably the safest pick there. Um, so take the guy, he fills the position of need and, and just, you know, let him go. I get it. But, but you do make a good point. Like what are, what are you doing at tackle? Because um you know, Juwan Taylor's been a mess. Um, uh, we really don't know what Walker Little is. Um, in reality, I think the most logical thing is if you lock him up, you slide Walker Little to right tackle. But, you know, they believe inside the building that the offensive uh, line coach, Phil uh, Rauscher, is a massive upgrade. And they feel like he's going to make a difference in those guys. They were not completely happy with what George Warhop gave them. They felt like some of his... Uh, ideas slash scheme things that he wanted to do were a little bit antiquated and this will be a much better, I guess they'll be in better shape this year. And they feel like that's going to make Juwan Taylor a little better. That's going to make those other guys a little better. Um, But the question then becomes, if you take the tackle, then, you know, again, you just took Walker Little in the second round last year and you told us that, Essentially, Walker Little is going to be a starting left tackle in this league. So now you're just, well, and this is the same the same GM that took him. So what do you do? Yeah, yeah, and this is the same. Yeah, do we believe anything that comes out of his mouth? The only thing that I think he is good for is inviting you him over to your house for poker, so you can take his money because <laughs> he can't hold his poker face for nothing. That's just my <laughs> opinion. Um, but now. I would go. I would go O line just because I believe in blocking. I just believe that you know, no block, no life. End of story. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati was able to somewhat pull it off, but you don't have two, three guys that are just like superstar wide receivers that distract the defense. So, um, and then obviously an awesome quarterback. But I just Hutchinson is the safest pick. He he really is. I just don't know like why I don't have a feel good feeling about. It. And there's a lot of people, a lot of Jack fans that have that same feeling. They're like, uh, I don't know. But nobody can put their finger on it. You can look at every stat in the book and look at every rep and look at every game. And, oh, he had three sacks against Ohio State, but he got shut out against Georgia. All these good things, you know, whoopty, 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 whoopty. But, okay, then who else? Yes, that's the thing. Who else? (laughs) Yeah. I, I just think you can't blow the pick. And, you know, they want to trade it. They want to trade it. It's it's not even like, I mean, that is 100%. They want to trade that pick. They want to get out of one because there's no slam dunk there, guy like you said. But they've gotten zero calls. 
zero calls. And it's not like on Thursday at 445, you know, the Jets are going to call and go, hey, we want to move up to one. I mean, they're just going to they're going to have to stay there and make the pick. That's I mean, they they got no choice. Last point on this. Do you believe that they really didn't get any calls or do you think that they aren't getting calls because they think other 31 teams think Balky's going to screw this up? No, I, this is a draft, and I've had other people tell me this, that it's not – there's nobody that is the, the far and away guy. You know, yeah. like it, if, if it were – obviously, if it were a quarterback, it would be different. You know, obviously, then then you would be sitting there like if if you had the number one pick and it was a quarterback, you're sitting on a gold mine. And they would have dealt that pick by now probably anyway. But, um, no, I mean, I've talked to other guys that talk to people inside their organization and – you know, it's just not people aren't interested because they know the Jags want to dump it. They don't want them to be there or they don't want to be there. But there's nothing that they're going to sit there and go, well, we've got to come up and get this guy. I mean, who like if they can't even figure out who the number one guy is going to be, who 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 would these other teams want to come up and get? You know what I mean? I mean, they're stuck. Like last year was the best time to have the number one pick in the history of the Jaguars franchise. And this year might be the worst to be honest with you, because there's just no slam dunk guy. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You look so depressed. <laughs> it's... Well, think about what I'm just at, what I'm asking, too. Like, and there's a lot of people that feel that way. And the reason why is because we have no trust. Nor should we we don't know. Yeah. So it's like, what should we like? What do we do? What are we doing here? They keep chasing draft mistakes and they have to stop chasing draft mistakes. So just take the safest guy. And and I think that's Hutchinson. So if we if we got the first pick, uh, so eventually, you know, the first pick has has made so much of our it's consumed us. But, you know, the draft is really, you know, those second, third, fourth day you know, you know, kind of guys. So, I mean, within, <clears throat> in your opinion right now, you know, let's say, you know, the dust settles, um, you know, we, we've done what we needed to do on day two, um, you know, so what do you think about, you know, 33, um, you know, what do you think about 65, 70, third round? Like, what do you think the outlook and, you know, how they'll be able to kind of continue to build the, through this draft, um, you know, going forward in the second and, you know, third days after all the dust has settled? Yeah, I'm probably in the minority here. In fact, I know I'm in the minority here. 
because I think we all would sit there and tell them, take the best wide receiver that's available at 33, right? I think that seems to be the general consensus for most people, I guess. Um, I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to touch wide receiver until maybe right the second, you know, later in round, they have two round three picks, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. I don't think they're going to touch wide receiver until maybe that second, third round pick or round four. Uh, I think they're going to go uh, linebacker and then they've still got to in- address the interior offensive line, um, whether that's, um, you know, center, left guard, whoever. Um, if, if it were me picking, I would take the best wide receiver available at 33, or I would find if I was in love with a guy, I'd try to move back into that first round because there's tw- you got 12 picks, you have a lot of ammunition to kind of move around, including what you can use next year. But, you know, it, to me, linebacker is a need that, that, that we don't really talk about much in terms of us in the media, but I think it's a bigger need than, than maybe some other people do because right now it's foyer and, I mean, Shaq Quarterman's a local kid. He's a great kid and all that other stuff, but I don't think that that's enough. I think they've got to get better there. Um, and here's the thing. If you can stack another linebacker behind Aiden Hutchinson, now all of a sudden that defense, which was a little bit shaky, seems to be you know, in a lot better space. And, and I think that they – well, I know they feel like they've done a really uh, good job of giving Trevor weapons. Um, and I think – Obviously, the, we know Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, but, you know, they paid Kirk to be a number one. So they feel really, really good about the state of their receivers, bringing back Laquan Treadwell. And I think a sneaky signing that people will probably look at at the end of the year next year and go, whoa, what an underrated signing that was, is the Evan Ingram signing. Because I think he's, his worst year was like the second or third best season by a Jags tight end in the last 15, 20 years. I mean, he's, he's never caught fewer, I think, than 43 passes. And the Jags have only had like three tight ends ever catch more than 43 passes in a season. So yeah, I, I think they do. They, they have gotten bigger there. Um, another question for you, Mike, not to cut you off, but while, while no, I was fresh in my brain, as far as, you know, we see these players that get traded for peanuts, you know, and it's just like, how come, why, why do the Jags never do this? You know, we've got some draft capital. We've got some things like that. Do you see them being in the mix for a Kadarius Tony now um, or a Debo Samuel, like, do you see the Jags being in any of the mix or, you know, even in the realm of thought to, to throwing their name into the hat for a player like this? No, not with Debo. I don't see them being in the mix for that because that's going to, it's not just the picks you're going to have to give up. You're going to have to sign to a big time deal. And mm-hmm. I don't know that they're going to want to do that. Uh, I know the cap goes up and in some ways the cap is fake, but Mm -hmm. you also have to consider where you're headed here. Um, uh, You've already given a lot of money to Christian Kirk. You've got Brandon Scherf, who's going to get a ton of money here. Shaq Griffin's getting paid some money. Um, You're going to have to pony up big time for, for Debo. And all of a sudden, you don't forget, you've got that Trevor contract looming soon. Um, so I don't think that he's going to be a guy that they're going to go after. And I don't think the Niners are going to trade him anyway. They'd be crazy to trade him. Um, who is the other one you asked me about? Um, uh, Darius Tony. Darius Tony. I don't think so because I don't, I don't think, uh, Trent Balky was very enamored with that choice anyway, from what I understand. That was an urban Meyer guy that, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think Trent Balky was really in on that. And to be honest with you, there's still some questions now about Kadarius Tony and where his head is and sure. what his commitment level is. So 
God almighty, don't bring one of those guys on the team. If that really is the case, the last thing you want to do is bring one of those guys into your locker room because it's a pretty good locker room right now from what I understand. Um, So I don't think that they would be interested in those guys. No. Well, there's obviously a lot of unknowns, especially with the draft coming up. And I probably have maybe less certainty than I did before we started recording, which is uh, maybe depressing. I'm not sure, but (laughs) that's the, that's the uh, general, uh, you know, emotional state of Jags fans for many, many years now. So I've accepted it and I embrace it now. So that's okay. Um, But Mike, even with the limited information and the unknowns, obviously there is some positive momentum and you speak about the locker room and there's a lot of good things happening. I know it's early, but just gut feeling wise without going through training camp and preseason and all those measurable things that you can actually see stuff gut feeling wise, where do you feel like the team is going to be this season as far as in the standings overall? I think they really could win eight or nine, to be honest with you. Um, it's a tough schedule now. That ASC West is no joke, and they've got to go through that group. And they've got the Cowboys. Um, I, I, I really – I thought last year they were a five- or six-win team talent-wise alone. And Urban Meyer obviously influenced that. I think Doug Peterson is worth three or four wins over Urban Meyer by himself. Um, so, I, I mean, honestly, I think this is a team that, that you know, used to, I would used to say you could threaten 500, but obviously that doesn't exist anymore. But an eight or a nine win team this year, honestly, even with that tougher schedule, because, you know, I don't think that they're going to get swept by the Texans this year. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> I hope I don't, not. Well, you would hope you're right. I mean, they, they, I, I, they beat the Jets. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, or they should beat the Jets. I, I don't, I don't see them being a team um, like last year, they should have beat Cincinnati. Um, there were other games that they were completely and totally out the door, but they should have beaten Houston twice. They're way better than Houston. So now you're automatically at six wins right there. Um, I, I think they're going to be a team that, like I said before, they will be at more so than just a mathematical formula. They will be alive for a playoff spot going into November. There'll be a team that people are like, we'll keep an eye on the Jags. We'll see what happens. But, um, you know, the big thing that, you know, the the no Irvin for Trevor, I think, is going to be the biggest benefit that we'll see. Um, the stuff that that kid had to deal with last year, and and some of it's starting to come out. And as the year goes on, we'll see here more of it start to come out. But just the fact that he was a rookie at 21, 22 years old, and he had to basically be the face of the franchise, the leader of the franchise, take over as the leader in that locker room, and basically act like a 10-year quarterback – um, and, and lead his team despite his head coach, um, you know, and there's just, I can't tell you how impressed I was with that kid. So I look at his stats last year as sort of like, not, oh my God, it was ugly. It was 12 touchdowns, 17 picks. I look at it as, I can't believe that guy was still able to throw 12 touchdown passes and only 17 picks with all the stuff that he had to deal with. So, I think he'll make a big difference too. So eight, nine wins, you know, that's where I, if I were picking them right now and, and when the schedule comes out, I'll have to make the schedule prediction. That's probably where I'll have them. Okay. Well, that means that you're, you're coming back on for the schedule prediction, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Great. Okay. We'll put it down. You're committed. There's a little um, bit of optimism. There we go. I got some <laughs> optimism here, some pre-draft optimism for you. I'm drinking a little bit too late. That's all it took. That's all it took. Yeah. Look, if well, we get to if we get to eight or nine, 
if you get the eight or nine around <laughs> here, there's gonna be a party <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'll be yeah, a party. Don't we'll tear down the statue of the Jaguar out front and put one up with Doug Peterson. They went eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be good with that. Yeah, the standards are very, very low. Just so you understand, <laughs> um, very, very low bar. Uh, which is okay. That's fine. Again, we have acceptance uh, going on here. I will say as a writer, Mike, I don't know if you've heard of anybody doing anything like this yet, but I feel like there's a huge market opportunity for a tell-all book on last season because, man, some of the stuff that's come yeah. out, I mean, I would buy that. I would buy many copies of that book. So you as a writer, I think you need to take advantage of that. Uh, look, I'm cataloging stuff because it seems like every time I run into somebody over there, I get an Urban Meyer story. Um, Some of which I'm like, I don't believe, Uh, but others I'm like, oh, yeah, that's bad. You know what I mean? Um, Just just slap an anonymous source on there, throw it in the book. I am am cataloging (laughs) a bunch of stuff because, you know, honestly, can you imagine? We were talking about this today. If there had been open locker room for the media, Urban wouldn't have made it to December. Zero chance. He might not have made it to Halloween. Because those players would have just been absolutely just, they would have leaked like you wouldn't believe. They would have <laughs> talked to us and we would have found, I mean, like, I can't imagine what that locker room would have been like. I mean, I, I honestly believe he wouldn't have made it talk to Hey, you know, I got to say it, guys. You know, I got to say it. I, I'll say it one more time. I was right. <laughs> I was right. I'll say it one last time. I, I rarely there. gloat and take credit, but. Now, I didn't think it was going to happen that fast. I don't think nobody did, but I predicted that it was going to end so ugly just because of his personality. Yeah, but you couldn't have even known it was going to be that ugly. No, 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 no. We'll, 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 let's, we'll wrap up and I'll tell you how, uh, why I thought it was going to be that ugly. So. Ooh. <laughs> that's the uh that's the premium content you have to pay for uh, offline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah subscribe uh, to our Patreon. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're just kidding. We don't have one of those. But um yeah. all right, well uh yeah, what's that? What did you say? Nothing. Oh, okay. Other other paid platforms we could participate in. Um all right, so Mike, we appreciate it uh so much. And de- I'm dead serious about the book thing. I'm telling you that would like mm-hmm. crush it. The only thing the only book I can remember in the past that was written by somebody here for the Jags was that one. I think Prisco did back in the day with, um, Osher, I think. Osher. I think they, yeah. Funny you yeah. mentioned that. Hold on. Oh, you got I'm, it. I was in Chamblin's book mine a couple of weeks ago and there oh, it is. Jags look at that. I found it. Nice. I'm going to get it and John to sign it for me. Yeah. So. That's awesome. That's cool. Well, you need to be the next person because these are great yeah. stories and, and everybody will buy it. So anyway, but all right, Mike, well, we appreciate it again. And I'm not even going to do the thing where we tell you people how to follow you because there's nobody that's listening to this that doesn't already follow you anyway. That would be absurd. But um, we'll put it in the podcast description. But we do appreciate it. And uh, hopefully your optimism uh, translates really well to uh, to this season. So thanks uh, again for coming on. Oh, no no worries. And thanks for having me, guys. I really like doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks. So just to, again, uh, you can follow us on all the different podcast platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're on Spotify, which now has a rating and review system. If you could rate us, that would be great. And we're on Google Podcasts as well. And as always, we're affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Talk to you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, 
we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.